Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike. Mike Zlotnik. And today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome Rod Cleef. Hi, Rod. How you doing, Mike? Good to see you again, my friend. Good to see you too. Rod runs a wonderful podcast, uh, Lifetime Cashflow Podcast, if I got it right. Yeah, uh, yeah it, you did. Lifetime Cashflow through multifamily properties. Through yep. multifamily properties. He's got large, large audience. He's a multifamily investor. And uh, he's also, um, you, you got to go on my mastermind and you you teach folks uh, how to set your mind, how, how mm-hmm. to mindset um, can make a big difference uh, in your success and, and failure. And you got a story to tell. But before yep. you, uh, we, we dive into that, would you be so kind as to tell us a little bit about you, where you live, a little bit about kind of your personal I call it kids, cats, pets, family, whatever works for you. Sure, sure, sure. Well, what I'd like to do is just give you a little background, actually. Like you, I'm an immigrant. I was born in the Netherlands. You know, think wooden shoes and windmills. I immigrated when I was six um, with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha. We ended up in Denver, Colorado, and you really struggled initially. I mean, we, uh, I remember eating expired food. They had an expired food store, true story. This is 1966. I remember, uh, you know, uh, drinking powdered milk with our cereal in the morning because it was cheaper than real milk. And trust me, it sounds better than it is. And, you know, and I wore hand-me-down clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school till I finally lied about my age because I was tall when I was 14 and got a job flipping burgers at Burger King so I could buy my own clothes. And, you know, you may have listeners that had it harder than I did. I think, Mike, you may have had it harder than I did. But luckily, I knew I wanted more. And my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And she was a bit of an entrepreneur with her babysitting money. She invested in the stock market successfully in IPOs. And she also invested in real estate. Well, her first real estate acquisition was a house directly across the street from us. When I was 14, she paid about $30,000. And then when I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep. I'm like, what? You made 20,000, you didn't do anything? Screw college, I'm getting into real estate. So I went out and got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18, which you could do back then with education. And I could have my own office. Now they got smart, you need some experience to be a broker. But I was smart enough to go work for a broker and I was still living at home. And my first year in real estate, I made about $8,000. My second year, maybe $10,000. But my third year, I made over $100,000, which back in 1980 was pretty decent money. And so what happened between year two and year three, and it's what you just alluded to, it was mindset. The guy I was working for, the broker, taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology and how really 80 to 90% of a person's success in anything is their mindset and psychology. Only 10 to 20% is the mechanical stuff we talk about on our podcasts. And it's really the do and it's the keep doing. It's the pushing through fear. It's pushing through limiting beliefs. And certainly in this current economic environment, there's a lot of fear. And, you know, as an investor, a passive investor you've got to be you know push through it recognize that with that with that uh, the economic uncertainty comes incredible opportunity right now so but but fear is rampant and so fast forward to today i've owned over 2000 houses that i've rented long term um in 2006 my net worth went up 17 million dollars while i slept and if you want to do the math on that it's about 8300 dollars an hour over a 40 hour work week for the year and of course i did 
and I got a head so big I could barely fit it through a door. Anybody would hold still long enough, you know, I'd tell them how amazing I was in real estate. And, you know, when that happens, God or the universe will give you a nice little smackdown. Well, that was 2008 and nine for me. I lost $50 million conservative and conservatively in 2008 and nine. And so what I've known for talking about on my podcast and at my live events is really the mindset it took to have that much money to lose in the first place. And probably more importantly, the mindset it took to recover from losing that to the success that I'm blessed to have today. Uh, and so, you know, we can drill down that if you like. My personal situation here is, um, you know, I, I live in a compound on the water in Sarasota, beautiful six buildings, two acres on the bay. Um, and, uh, you know, I love Sarasota. I love Florida. I should be a poster child for the Chamber of Commerce. I love the politics. I love the environment. I love the weather. I love everything about it. So that's my personal. So I've got two kids. They're grown. Uh, unfortunately, I'm recently separated from my wife, who is now my best friend, but we're not romantic anymore. It's, 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 a, it's a beautiful friendship. But uh, so uh, that's me. Thank you for that uh, great story, it, it, your Thank life you. story, your life journey, and uh, in but, two seconds or less, right? <laughs> yeah, and God bless your family. And um, thank you. Uh, l let's talk about the mindset. Okay. Uh, what did it take? Well, I'm sure it was devastating. You were flying uh, as high as you could fly. You were the Superman. Uh, right. With, uh, well, in my own mind, in my own mind. Okay, I was the Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the uh, the 2008 uh, recession, I guess, brought you back down to earth. Oh, mm -hmm. How do you recover from that? So a lot of yeah. people suffer that. And I have to say that I, I didn't experience that because I was in New York. New York didn't really mm -hmm. have that. So most mm -hmm. of my investments here didn't blink. It was kind of a bizarre where things crashed and burned uh, mm -hmm. south. Uh, New York City didn't see too much of a volatility. So people ask me, have you seen 2008 recession? I said, I've seen it. Certainly, but I have not experienced it here because most of what I did was was here. But for those like like you are in Florida, Las Vegas, Southern California, Phoenix, many other cities, it was gigantic roller coaster ride. And on leverage deals, you could go from equity being worth a lot to negative equity before you know. And that was my story. Uh, and and yeah, so. If from a mindset component, and I think, and, and even if, you know, I think this will add value to any of you listening, you know, those of you that, you know, haven't invested passively yet, or maybe even want to invest actively, um, it starts with mindset. And so, like, I've got a boot camp coming up in September, the 15th through the 17th in Orlando, and a three-day event, it's not a big sales pitch, but, but, you know, it's three days of training about multifamily, and the first thing we do is goal setting. How, you know, how do you get anything if you don't know what it is? You need to know what it is you want and why you want it. So we do what I call goal setting on steroids and determine what, what it is you want and why you want it. Because you've got to create what Napoleon Hill in, in his book, Think and Grow Rich, calls a burning desire. You've got to want it. You've got to have hunger. And that's how you push through fear. That's to take action. That's how you push through limiting beliefs. Or, you know, maybe you're comfortable. And, you know, that comfort zone is a nice warm place and nothing freaking grows there, right? So, you know, you've got to have that burning desire and that hunger to push through that fear and to make things happen and so like i said it, it starts with goal setting now uh i'll 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 give your listeners a great deal if they want to come to my boot camp uh they can come for 197 dollars, which is kind of a no-brainer for three days of training but the reason i bring that up is if you can't make it it's september 15th through the 17th in orlando i also do a goal setting workshop every new year's day 
and it's on my link tree, which is rodslinks.com, rodsplural, linksplural.com, or you can text the word links to 72345. And at the bottom of that is my goal setting workshop. It's got a guide you can download. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. Here's the sad reality, Mike. People spend more time planning a birthday party than they do designing their lives. And doing your goals and getting clear on what you want is designing your life. So if you've got a spouse, you've got a child that's over 10 years old, go do that goal setting workshop. I promise you'll be glad you did. And you'll create that hunger to, to improve your lot in life. Okay. So that's the first thing I did when I lost everything, Mike, is I reassociated with what I wanted and why I wanted it. So that was step one. Step two is I made a decision. And again, this applies to those of you listening that haven't made a move yet. Maybe you're in a W-2 job. You're not happy with your income. You're not happy with the amount of money your money's making, or, you know, maybe you want to do a side hustle. Um, and you've got to make a decision, okay? And when I say a decision, I don't mean dip your toe in the water. I don't mean one foot in, one foot out. I mean, it is done, okay? And when you make that decision, you're 100% committed. And when you're committed, you're like a train on a track. If you don't commit, you're going to get knocked off track. See, motivation will get you started, but it's that commitment that's going to bring you home. And, and so, you know, but, and, and I'll tell you, a great analogy for a decision is if you're going to attack the island, you burn your ships because you're taking their ships home. That's, then it's done, okay? And that's what I mean. That's the kind of decision you have to make. And then the next piece is you've got to take the first step. See, I was hiding under a rock for a few months in 2009 and, you know, with my eyeball poking out, feeling sorry for myself because I'd lost everything. And then I said, you know what? I made a decision. Enough is enough. And then I got up and I actually started another company and it, you know, turned into a, a $10 million company with 60 employees that I sold a few years ago. But, but, I, but I had to take that first step to get myself out. And again, the same thing applies to you listening, you know, and you know, Dr. Martin Luther King said that, you know, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You take that first step in faith, the next step will be revealed. Lao Tzu said the journey of a thousand miles begins with the single step. And sometimes that could be the biggest decision of your life to make that first step. But here's the thing. I know you have a lot of analytical listeners and I love you and you know who you are and you know how you have to check off every single box before you make a move. Okay. I, again, I, I love you and I know who you are, but here's the analogy I want you to remember. If you get caught in analysis paralysis, and that is you can drive all the way across the United States at night with your headlights only seeing 60 feet in front of you. Now, you know, you'll make it because other people have done it before you. You may have obstacles, but you know, you'll make it. And that's, it's the same thing with, with any initiative that you take. Definitely the multifamily real estate game. You're not going to see the whole path. You're not going to know every single person and know every single thing about it before you make a move. But you've got to take that first step. Just remember this. This life is not a dress rehearsal. And don't fear failure. In fact, in fact, if, if you're going to fear anything, fear regret. Fear being in the same place you are right now two years from now, unless you absolutely love where you are right now. Again, this life is not a dress rehearsal. And, and we've, we actually fail our way to success. Um, I got to meet the billionaire owner of Spanx, um, the woman's undergarments. You know, they hold everything together. Her name is uh, uh, Sarah Blakely, beautiful human being. But she told me at a mastermind that, that I went to, uh, that uh, her dad used to ask her and her brother, what have you failed at this week? And I thought, what an awesome question to ask your kids so they don't fear failure. Now, let's talk about regret. There was this nurse in Australia named Bronnie Ware, and she was a hospice nurse. So she was taking care of people right before they died. And Mike, she asked him a question. And this, the question was, do you have any regrets? And she wrote a book about it, something like the five regrets of dying. You know what the number one regret was? 
It was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. Honestly, I can't think of anything worse than that. So again, don't fear failure if you're super analytical. Fear regret. That's much more painful. Now, speaking of fear for a minute, um, you know, so what is fear? F everything and run, you know, uh, uh, false evidence appearing real. You know, I like to think it's face everything and rise. And, and I will tell you, the most successful people on the planet have fear or what are achievers, you know, we call achievers, we call it stress, but it's fear. But they push through in spite of it. The people that don't succeed are the ones that let it lock them up. Um, and so, so you've got to just push through it. I will tell you, massive action mitigates fear. Okay. And now let's talk about limiting beliefs. You know, when I immigrated to this country, I didn't speak English. And I got thrown into school and I found out what bullies were for the first time. I got my butt kicked on, on occasion. And then my mom, you know, I got a, I've got a, a visual here to show you. It's kind of funny. Hang on one second. My mom, proud Dutch woman that she is, thought it'd be a great idea to send me to school in these wooden shoes and these <laughs> leather shorts the Germans wear for Oktoberfest. Okay, the lederhosen. So I got my ass kicked again, you know. And, and then I had... I had bullies at the end of my street. They would chase me home and she'd chase them off with the fly swatter. Next day, butt kicking. And I came up with this belief system that I wasn't good enough. You know, I used to ask myself, how can I show them I'm good enough for God's sakes? And, you know, a lot of people have these negative belief systems. Um, you know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I don't have enough courage. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. But here's the thing I want you to remember. There's a reason the acronym for belief systems is BS because 99% of them are that. You you know, there's something we believe happened in our childhood consciously or subconsciously and they have no basis in fact so if you're listening and you've got one of these bs belief systems drag it out into the daylight look at it with your adult rational mind if you do that enough times consciously it will diminish and go away i used to be afraid to raise my hand in front of 15 kids in class and now i speak in front of literally tens of thousands of people a year um and so you know i was able to mitigate that that belief next piece is focus the most successful people on the planet have the highest degree of focus okay and and really where your focus goes your energy flows okay if you have an incredible focus you're going to have incredible success but here's the thing whatever you focus on grows larger okay so i get people that call me and say how do i get out of student loan debt and i say wrong question how do you make so much debt that the money's irrelevant okay that's the right question when mother Teresa was alive they asked her if she was anti-war and she said, no, I'm pro-peace, okay? And so, you know, I, I have a podcast. My podcast has been downloaded over 17 million times. Like I say, it's lifetime cash flow, like you said. And I listen to two podcasts. I listen to Tim Ferriss and I listen to Joe Rogan. I try to get both sides of the aisle. I promise you I'm definitely on one side than the other. But on Tim Ferriss's show, which is not the side I'm on, he interviews the best of the best in the world. And it's a very intellectual conversations. I love the, the people he brings on, the best athletes, Michael Phelps, NFL players, NBA players, uh, best actors, Jamie Foxx, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ed Norton, Hugh Jackman, uh, billionaires like Ray Dalio, biggest CEOs in the world like Zuckerberg and he deconstructs their success. And Mike, I started to hear a pattern. They almost all meditate. What does meditation enhance? Focus. So again, you know, and I don't know about you, but I'll be sitting watching a show or a movie and I'll be scrolling through my stupid social media on my phone and that kills your focus, okay? So, um, you know, focus is super, super important. Um, the, and, and, and again, if you're listening to this or watching this, you're a leader. And right now the world needs leaders more than ever. Don't get me started on all the 
the, the, the stuff that's going on here. And you've really got to pay attention to what you allow in. You know, don't, don't, don't listen to all the crap that's on the news. And it's pretty much all ridiculous crap. They, they, remember this. The news organizations are not public service organizations. They are for profit. They're there to make a profit and they make a profit when they scare you. Okay. And you don't even know what to believe anymore. But as a leader, you must stand guard at the door to your mind. Bring in the good stuff. Okay. Keep out that, you know, yes, you've got to see what's going on in the news, but don't get sucked into it. Don't get sucked into the politics. Um, and, and, you know, on my podcast, for example, I do a clip every week called own your power. Even if, you don't, you know, you're not interested in becoming a multifamily operator or learning more about multifamily. Although if you're here, you probably are. But, but I, these clips are motivational. They're five minutes a week. I'm very proud of them. I just did one on leadership today that's going live today. And, um, and you give me five minutes a week, I will juice you. I promise you will be motivated. You'll leave it inspired. And there's hundreds of them there. Um, so the next piece is in this business, this multifamily game that you and I love, Mike, we all know it's a team sport. It's not something you do alone. And if you're going to be an operator, for example, you want to play to your strengths. Well, honestly, in any part of your life, you want to play to your strengths. Your strengths are your greatest assets. Don't try to maximize your weaknesses. You're going to get success much faster when you're maximizing your strengths. Here's what you want to do. You want to align hire or partner for your weaknesses okay and 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 because if you're playing to your strengths you're going to love what you do and if you love what you do success is inevitable and if you've got people on your team that all love what they do and i know you've got a, a rock star team i do as well and everybody's playing to their strengths and so you know um and I will tell you some of the greatest partnerships I see as operators, because I've interviewed some of the best operators on the planet on my show, um, that is, is an analytical person with an outgoing person, because you need both pieces. You need the analytics to, you know, because multifamily is primarily empirical. You get the numbers right and you ask all the right questions and you, you look under the, the right rocks. You know, it's kind of hard to make a big mistake, all things being considered. But you've also got to have somebody to build relationships like you do with investors and potential partners um uh and it's the same thing you know in in this multifamily business as an operator so you know again i would encourage you to play to your strengths higher line or partner for your in weaknesses and, and when you're playing to your strengths you're loving what you're doing so work is play you never work another day in your life and if you're playing to your strengths you're going to have passion about it and and what's required to influence people passion you know when you operate and play in your strengths you're operating from passion and that that passion greatly affects your ability to influence people and and that passion is also the fuel and and it it, it you're doing what juices you and it breeds creativity and innovation and it minimizes or even eliminates fear so you know i would say play to your strengths wherever you can um and the next piece is your peer group so when i was losing everything in 2008 and 9, I was in a mastermind uh, called Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership. And I actually spent 20 years with Tony Robbins, following him around the planet. He's the best in the world on mindset and psychology. And I, a shout out, if you haven't seen him, see him. Trust me, you'll, you'll thank me. But I was in this Platinum Partnership. It's about 130,000 then all in. It's more than that now with travel and everything else. And I was around people that were thriving in the crash. I mean, they were killing it in 2008 9. And they're like, Get up, you big wussy. Go 50 million schmillion. Go make something happen. 
that's who you want to be around when things get rough, right? And I will tell you, you know, we talked about this on my show, Mike, when I interviewed you, we're facing some headwinds and there's going to be some fear in, in, the, in the marketplace. And so it's important that who you hang around with, because you want to be around people that aren't fearful and have their own limiting beliefs or comfort or afraid of losing you or, you know, afraid of being humiliated if you succeed. And, and here's the sad thing. Most people default to a group of peers that they went to school with or they work with. And those people may not have your best interest in heart if, if you want to do more with your life. And, and may, sometimes it's family. And I'll tell you, love your family, but proactively choose your peers. Get around people that want more. Get around people that will hold you to a higher standard. You know, I'll brag for a minute. I've got coaching students. I've been teaching for five years and I've got coaching students. They're called my warriors, okay? And my warriors know, now own somewhere between 170 and 180,000 units that we know of. Very proud of that. We're counting them right now. And, uh, and most of those were done between warriors because it's such an incredible peer group that holds each other up. By the way, do you mind if I mention my boot camp real quick, Mike? Is oh, that all right? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I've got this boot camp coming September 15th through the 17th. It's three days. It's not a big sales pitch. If if you go to rodslinks.com or text the word links to 72345, you'll see the boot camp site at the top. Use the code Big Mike and you come for $197. And I, I could charge thousands and it would still be a great deal. And you get my deal evaluator software, which is incredible uh document library i mean you know just the the bonuses alone are worth thousands and so um again rod's links boot camp site use the code big mike and you come for 197 dollars. and i promise you'll be glad you came we go through every aspect of the business even if you're investing passively why would you give your hard-earned money to someone without having some basic understanding of what it is you're investing in? I was always astounded by that. So have a basic understanding. And that will definitely, it'll do a whole lot more than that if you come to the boot camp. But, uh, you know, I'd encourage you to come, even if you're just going to invest passively. And a lot of in passive investors come and they learn a lot. They understand what to look for when they're talking to potential GP partners and, uh, you know, and, and that's, you know, why would you give your hard earned money to and squander it with somebody? Cause there's, you know, there are deals that were done these last couple of years with brand new operators. You, you know, you and I, Mike talked about it and these guys are wet behind the ears and they, they got onerous debt and then some of them are in some big trouble and their investors are going to lose some money. And so, you know, um, it's super important that you understand that so that, um, you know, uh, you, you can make good decisions, uh, and invest with people like Mike and myself and so on and so forth. Um, the, the second to last piece here is I want to talk about failure again. You know, I call them seminars. That was a $50 million seminar, okay? It, it was a painful one. It was an expensive one, but it's only a failure if you don't get back up or you don't get the lesson. I mean, we literally, we fail our way to success. And, you know, and I told you about Sarah Blakely, and I will tell you, if you're not, if you don't have problems or setbacks, respectfully you're just not trying okay because that's that's just the truth of it you know you're not trying anything problems are learning opportunities and and um that's how we grow and you know i will tell you i built 27 businesses so far in my career i was kind of shocked when i counted them a few years ago and several worth tens of millions of dollars i've got two right now that are but most were spectacular <laughs> flaming seminars you know we fail our way to success i started doing businesses in my 20s and didn't know what the heck i was doing never went to college um but uh you know, um, don't fear failure. Like I said, fear regret. Um, you know, I lost 50 million and I'm back. Okay. So, you know, just don't fear that. The, the, the next thing, the kind of the last thing is gratitude. 
you know, gratitude is the most important foundational emotion we have to us. You know, it makes us stronger when we face adversity, actually strengthens our immune system, makes our heart stronger, lowers our blood pressure, even brings us closer to our spirituality. And I will tell you, I've used it for years to manifest everything I wanted in life um, because it attracts what you want in life. You can call it prayer if you like, but I do gratitude just about every morning. I'll sit in my recliner. I'll be grateful for my for my the people that I love in my life, my kids, my my ex, I love her dearly, my 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 students, my my uh, coaching students, my my foundation. But then I'll do gratitude for the things that I want as if I already have them. I use vision boards. And I've been emotional being grateful for things I don't even have yet. And I know I lost a few of you analytical ones on that, but this is how I had 50 million to lose and how I got it back, okay? So ignore it at your peril because it works. And, uh, and um, so use gratitude. And I'll share this last story. So when I was living in Denver, I knew I always wanted to live on the beach. And obviously there's no beach in Denver. And, you know, and I would visualize the palm trees and the sand and the surf. And 20 years later, I built this incredible 10,000 square foot, $8 million. It's probably 20 million now, but at the time, $8 million mansion on the beach. And which was unthinkable when I was 18, but I made it happen after 20 years. And I mean, this house was magnificent, giant waterfall from the second floor balcony to the pool. Pool was in magazines. Uh, you know, I owned the beach on one side. I had my boats on the backside. It was called a Gulf to Bay. It was a slice through an island, big spiral staircase up through the middle, middle elevator, wine cellar. On the second floor, I had aquariums custom made around the staircase. Cost me almost $200,000. So that gives you an idea of the house. So two months after I moved in, so I worked for this house for 20 years. Two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night. It's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting. And I'm looking up at this testament to my ego, which is really what it was. It was to prove to the world I was good enough, right? I mean, if that didn't prove it, what, what would? So that was to prove the world I was good enough. You know, and I had all the toys, the cars and the boats and the jet skis, all the stupid stuff that I thought was important. And my family was inside sleeping. And I'm looking up at this thing two months after I moved in and I got depressed, Mike. And I don't mean a little depressed. I mean, I got really depressed. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? I just achieved success like times a thousand. So I want to just share this last message. Um, and that is, you know, it's never about the goals. You need the goals to create that burning desire. But happiness comes from progress and growth. You've got to be growing. And I didn't know what I was going to do next. You know, like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. I didn't know what my vision was for the future. So that was a big piece. The second piece is, uh, well, actually, the biggest piece is I was totally focused on me. Rod, rod, rod. Show the world I'm good enough. Show the world I matter. And that's the first year I went and saw Tony Robbins. This is 23 years ago. And I found out that he fed families for the holidays. And I was like, what a concept, do something for someone else. I'm embarrassed to say I had to be uh, 40 to get that memo. But I went back and, and I called my brother in Denver. I said, let's feed five families, bro. And so I went to thanks to Denver for Thanksgiving. We got turkeys, frozen turkeys. He went to his church, found five families that really needed help. The third family changed my life, Mike. We go up to this house. We had big baskets of food. We had toys for the kids if we knew they had them. And she did have them. This is a single Hispanic woman with five kids living in a one bedroom. She came out and she saw this stuff on the porch and she started crying. And her kids started crying. And I started crying. And I was hooked. And I'm blessed to say in the last 23 years, we have fed 
uh, somewhere between 130 and 140,000 children here in Sarasota and Bradenton for the holidays. And there's a message here. This is not ego. Uh, please stay with me. Okay, we've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies to local kids that don't even have the basic supplies for school. We did just 1,700 a uh, week and a half ago, 1,700 backpacks. We've done tens of thousands of teddy bears, local police departments for officers to keep in their vehicles if they encounter a child that's been traumatized. And the reason I bring this up, is, you know, we've been taught in this society to achieve, to be happy. Like we really shouldn't be happy until we've achieved. Okay. I'm going to tell you, if you're giving back in any fashion, I know it's a play on words, but you're happily achieving. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Achievement's a science. For example, if you want to learn multifamily, get to my boot camp. I'll give you the blueprint and the map. You just have to go do it. Okay. But fulfillment is an art. Okay. You've got to figure out what juices you. For me, it's kids. Maybe for you, it's animals or the environment or the elderly and give back right now. Don't say, well, you had money. That's why you did it. No, give, you'll get, the money will come faster if you give back right now. Okay. And you'll be happily achieving and you'll be fulfilled. So I just want to end on that note, my friend. Thank you, Rod. That's, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. That was the whole, the whole journey, uh, starting yeah. from mindset all the way to giving. Well, uh, it's biblical, right? Thou shall give and That's you it. will receive, right? If you don't give, it's, it's difficult to receive. It is a, it's part of the mindset. So a lot of things you said make a lot of sense. I just to pick a couple of nuggets from that. Certainly agree with focus. Uh, it's kind of uh, uh, there's a lot of misconception. And I when I worked in a technology world for many years, we 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 learn how to multitask. You do a lot of things at the same time, but at the end of the day, you don't really do them well. Yeah. So you either focus or you juggle many uh, balls in the air. And being Julius Caesar is incredibly hard for most people. Just focusing on one thing is the recipe to success. So I certainly uh, wanted to acknowledge that. It's 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 a great nugget. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate you coming. Uh, I, I, actually, let me say one thing to that. You know, it's funny. I was in Denver and I had frozen yogurt shops. I had vending carts downtown. I had carpet cleaning business and I was trying to do real estate and everything suffered. I got rid of everything except the real estate. I bought 500 houses in that run just to add credence to what you just said, my friend. Yeah, and I appreciate you uh, providing that color. Uh, you are an entrepreneur in heart. You, you just want to do a lot of things. And you are right that it's, if you don't try you can never succeed. And failure is just another lesson learned. It's kind That's of, it. uh, I, I have this expression that I, I kind of stuck in my hand for a long time. Most of us, uh, uh, we want to achieve things, but we don't have experience. But if you don't try, you don't get experience because experience is what you do, you get when you don't get what you want. That's That's At the end of the day, yes, you, you have to fail to your success and you have to try enough to uh, find there's another good old rule in business. Try many things until you figure out what works. It implies that you're going to try many things and they're going to fail until you figure out what works and just do a lot of that. So appreciate your wisdom. That's nice. Appreciate your sharing. Thank appreciate you. your giving and the offer. So once again, um, before we wrap up, all good things must must come to an end. So does this episode. Uh, please uh, mention one more time your website, how folks... Sure, can... sure. Rods, rodslinks.com. Rodslinks.com. And there are some incredible free books there. I mean, best-in-class books. How to Hire a Third-Party Property Manager. The questions you should ask before you invest in a... In a, in a you know, in a, in a deal that ask a GP, um, you know, a tool book that I have that's like a due diligence checklist on steroids and just on and on. They're free. And I've got my best-selling book, 
I won't pick it up, but I've got a best-selling book there in three categories that you can pay six bucks and get the physical copy of. But again, if you want to come to the boot camp in September, I promise you, if you come after three days and you don't love it, I'll give you your money back. And I don't mean like it, I mean love it, okay? And I've, I've, I have had nothing but rave reviews. The only complaint we ever get was the food was no good and the room was too cold or something like that. It's never about the content. Uh, but go to Rod's links, go to the bootcamp site, use the code Big Mike for that $197 price. It's a no-brainer. I mean, truly, it's ridiculously reasonable. Uh, and you'll, you'll, you'll be shaking your head when you come, when you see the, how, the massive content that I deliver. Um, and I hope you'll check out my podcast. That link is there. My social media links are there. If you ever have a question, I answer every single question on social media. People are like, how do you do it? Is this really you? And I'll have to take a picture of my underwear and show them that it's me, you know, whatever. But, but it's always me. Uh, so if you've got any questions, don't hesitate. Rodslinks.com or text links to 72345 if you're driving. Mike, I appreciate you having me on, brother. Thank you, Rod. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's slot name. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.